your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Longtime teacher, John Havlicek, Central High School Spanish teacher. John Havlicek is in the studio with me. We're going to hang out. I, we, we kind of had like a, this is what we'll talk about. <laughs> a little bit. And and then I didn't throw any of that together because I was running around just doing a bunch of other things right away. That's so kind of I do have this. Course. <laughs> What's great, though, is, I you know, and initially the conversation started with Wisconsin Education Association Council. You know, uh, they put out a, they sent me this email. And it's like words, 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 right? And it's got like uh, legislative bills, yep. you know, bullet point LBR 4208 establishes a minimum starting. And then it's like mumbo jumbo, right? But they, above that, they put bullet points. Yeah. And it's like seven word bullet points of what they want to do, what they're yep. uh, lobbying, probably. Yeah. Log- lob- so I'm like, well, John, we could talk about these bullet points, and I don't want to get into the bottom part where they explain. <laughs> get into the weeds. Because the last one is like a new grant program for school districts to reimburse yep. the costs of grow, grow your, your own, own programs. Yep. Actually, that one's not that. Wait, one of these seems. A give teachers the same health insurance received by the yeah. Wisconsin legislators. Uh, pay teachers for the time spent in non-classroom activities. I feel I feel like you were literally in front of the school board saying something like that. Pay teachers, oh, this one, pay teachers for their prep time, like preparing lessons and grading. Uh, give bonuses to teachers who stay in the same district. Establish a non-voting seat for an educator on a school on school boards. Create an hourly wage for student teachers and set minimum teacher pay tied to legislators' own pay. That one's kind of funny, but I, yeah. I actually all of those are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. The last one's like a grant program for Grow Your Own. Is that grow your own like kids? Like you growing in <laughs> Oh, grow your own teachers. I was thinking like a like maybe a gardening class at school. I, and I didn't even I go there because I thought seriously that wasn't what it was. But if I would have made that joke, you would have laughed. But it's not bit. grow your own. I was thinking no. like uh, the new school initiative where they have a garden outside yeah, and they're yeah, as yeah. we're talking about school you gardens. you uh harvesting potato, sweet potato leaves. Yeah. What do you do? Putting that in a soup? No, we just saute them. We saute them. My girlfriend's like a rock star gardener, so we saute them. Okay, just so you know, saute your sweet potato leaves before you till them back under the ground. Also, you're not supposed to really till your garden, I guess, uh, if you really want to get into gardening 101. Actually, that'd probably be like gardening 351. Yeah, that would be a grad uh, level. With John Havlicek. We'll do that in the bottom half of the hour. So (laughs) I I brought you in to talk about that, but uh, we're what, two months uh, no, six weeks. a month, a month and oh, a half six into weeks. six mm-hmm. weeks into the school, yeah, and uh, everything, everything going pretty good. Last year, you were like, yeah. "Man, things are okay, but like different." And, yeah, and, and I think we could, we can all say we're getting away from the thing that happened. I don't want to name it, no, but the thing that shall happened not be com- named. And is I don't know as we get further away from that, do things? I don't know. It's the, it's the next year. How are things? Sure, you know things are good. Um, you know. In lacrosse, we're making this move towards standards-based grading, but it's standards-based teaching, standards-based learning, standards-based grading, and it's it's not a huge change in what we're doing. It's going to be a little bit of a change for the parents and the kids in terms of understanding, like, how well is my kid doing in Spanish class? 
or math class or whatever it is. Um, so there's some bumps in the road there, but you know, our, our building principals are doing a good job and just trying to like reassure folks like, you know, don't panic. There's, there are bumps along the way. So I'll give a quick shout out to Jeff Axness. He does a real good job. Sometimes I go down there, I'm like, Mr. Axe, I got to talk to you. Principal. principal yeah, yeah, our principal. And he's like, okay, just, you know, <laughs> he's very soothing. Well, standards-based so grading, I had the teacher union president, Jesse Martinez, sure. on. He kind of explained some of that. And then when we got done with it, he's like, well, there's still grades. Yep. And it was like, well, then it's just grades. Like it's a, Yeah. But, so the parents still get the grade. Right. And they I do. can take my report card to Chuck E. Cheese and get tokens to I play know. in the games. Right. Yeah, still, I yeah, can do that. Yeah. Treasure Island. So and we can get into this because we're not I don't want to get into this uh, too much sure. right before the break. But um, so it doesn't seem like it changed all that much for parents. Uh, well, I think it'll be like it's not as it's not as cut and dry that it's easy for the like a lay person to go. Yeah, my kid got a 92 percent on a test. Therefore, my kid's getting an A minus or yeah, whatever. Okay. Some of those things are not as cut and dry. It's more like my kid got a 72 on an early test and a 92 on a later test, and they didn't average out to a B. There's a little bit of that. And there's a little bit of, you know, in, in world language, it hasn't been as big of a jump, but it's basically like, how well do you speak Spanish? How well do you understand Spanish if you hear a native speaker? How well can you, you know, can you read something in Spanish? Yeah. You know, things like that. I mean, even someone with a Spanish accent that's speaking English, I'm turning the subtitles on. So. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. What was the other thing? Oh, I just wanted to talk, you know, maybe just generally about the state legislature and where t- this, because the, the the school bills that I had up here, yep. um, they're kind of that. But there's also, you know, we haven't talked about it because you went to budget meetings, budget public <laughs> yeah. hearings, what'd yep. you call them? Is that Yep, public hearings. And you stood in... Waited for eight hours to say your three minutes. Six Did you get three? Or eight years in a row. Yeah, he had about two to three minutes. Because you either get two, and if there's two, if you get three minutes, and if there's too many yeah. people there, you get two minutes, right? Yeah. And um, but they're not like you know dragging you off either. So okay, but I I just want to get like well you've done this eight years in a row, so you yeah. actually this your response is not going to be as interesting as somebody else that felt like <laughs> they completely wasted their time. Anyway, but we'll get into that. And then, you know, post-budget, Governor Evers, veto pen, 402 years uh, yeah. per pupil funding will be 300 and some dollars. Yeah, I think it was 325. And then it moves up every year. So then it's 650 the next year, 975 the next year. Um, yeah, like over a baseline, add, I think, yeah. And that's, I don't know. I, we'll just, I just want to get your take on that. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. PM 608-785-7914 is the talk of text line. I should turn that on. <laughs> you guys can watch us now. I think we're on Facebook. There is a world here. where uh, You know what? I could check, John. I could check. John Havacek, Central High School Spanish teacher, is hanging out with me. He's, I would say, what would you call you? Would you call yourself like an activist? You have to say yeah. you're, you're, you're a school activist or something like that. Education activist yeah. or, or advocate. I mean, I'm certainly, I certainly advocate for what I think is right for our kids and our communities and so forth. Yeah. Um, and public education. So if I go to video, I don't see it. So maybe it's not, maybe it's not streaming. Oh, no, mm, uh, no, I don't. Um, all right. So, okay. Let's, let's do this thing. Because we were talking about the whole, the whole time over the break. Um, the budget. 
Governor Evers, we have a funny way of veto penning things. Governor <laughs> Evers can cross off veto. he can cross off letters, yeah. numbers, dashes to yes. make a sentence. Yep. You know, if you really like if you took I bet at some point artificial intelligence Sure, chatbot. You, you could plug into the budget and just tell it delete any any letters, spaces, numbers, dashes you want to come with yep. to come out with a different whatever outcome. Come up with a sentence that's like you know Niagara Falls is right. the tallest waterfall. In the- <laughs> right. Yep, there it is. We found it. So it's yeah, it's, it's you know what Evers probably used AI to get that <laughs> because he did the veto pen. It gave schools three hundred twenty five dollars a year per pupil funding indefinitely essentially Increase. well for the next 402 yeah. years yeah, yeah because he crossed off a letter a number a couple of numbers a dash and it just it was it was funny and you know what like savvy governor you got to think like mm, the white-haired <laughs> old man like oh look at how savvy he is <laughs> he's eh, pretty sharp somebody 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 saw that yeah. maybe he did i don't know oh, he's um, smart. but but it was funny so and and it's hard to it's hard to contextualize because $325 next year per people funding sounds pretty meh. Yeah. Okay. Two years from now, it'll be $650. Yeah, over this year. Yeah. and Or is it two years from now or is it f- well, next yeah, budget? Mean, is it every year $325? Yeah. Okay. So every But every, that's over the, you know, when you say 650 and 975 that's compared to, you know, the baseline year. Yeah. So, okay. so whatever, is it additional per people funding? Yes. Okay. I believe so. So in a decade, that $325 is $3,250. And then you, then in my head, it's starting to get a lot. So every yeah. year, it's $3,250 extra dollars when, you know, a decade ago, it was $300. And what you're trying to tell me over the break and what Dr. Aaron Engel, the school superintendent, tried to tell yep. me is, yeah, that's not even baseline. Like, that's that should be... Maybe this, if you're going to grade it, like, right. I don't know if we standard-based grades this stuff, but, <laughs> you know, if... if if the legislature approved three hundred twenty-five dollars per year per pupil funding additional, that would be like a C minus. That would in, be a one on a scale of one to four. That would be a one. Oh, like really? A, it's that'd terrible. be a not yet. Wait, one is the worst. That's pathetic. It's not well, even that good. I mean, you know, like we were talking over the break. So, you know, in two thousand eleven, I think it was the two thousand eleven budget. They they quit doing. You know, the Republicans in the legislature separated. State funding from inflation. State funding for schools. For education from inflationary increases. Okay. So prior to that, you could pretty much always count on that inflationary increase. And it might have been a couple hundred dollars per pupil. Yeah. Um, But then when they quit doing that, what they did was they didn't didn't decouple those so they could increase it. (laughs) Right? They, They started... Lagging behind. So school right funding now, just flatlined, would you say, or did yeah. it not increase? It? Did it increase it, at all? Like well, there were funding? there were some years that were dips. There were some years that were freezes, and there were some years that were insufficient increases. And so, is it one of those deals where it's the trick? Like, okay, let's just say it's a it's a five hundred dollars is what the kid, per pupil you get. Sure. And then they switch it. They uncouple it from inflation, and then two years later they go, we're going to dip that down to two hundred. $200. So you've lost $300, right? And then yeah. two years later they go, you know what? We're going to increase, we're going to increase school funding by $150. Oh, right. And, and then, wow. Like, and it whoa. makes it, whoa, you guys are really yeah. like, thank you. Thank you so much. There's Cause they, they cut of, it back so far yeah. and then you forget about it. And then they give you a little That's bit, a little exactly bit back. Okay. There's so. some slate of hand there. And so 
in essence, and, and Dr. Engel is very good at this, right, about crunching these numbers, that, and this came out, I think, a year ago, that if our school budgets had kept pace with just with inflation, um, it would be about $3,500 per student more right now. Than what it is now. So okay. when you're talking about and what is it? It's like nine thousand ish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's state money, there's local money, and then there's some other grant types of things. There's a little bit of federal money, but it's mostly state and local. Yeah. And so I don't know exactly what the breakdown is. So we would be nine or ten thousand. So, so we're we're a decade behind what it what it should it what should be just with inflation. Just with inflation, if we just want to maintain, you know, I mean, it's it's no different than painting your house. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, I painted the house, looks beautiful. And in two or three years, it still looks okay. But then maybe you notice that on the side, on the east side, that gets, or the south side maybe, that gets so much more sun, the color is starting to fade, and you can actually see the difference. And at a certain point, you either, like, we're not worried about it, and we're just going to let it go, or we need to pay to, to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And they have decided they're just going to let it go. And so this 325 is helpful, but it's still not sufficient because it, it will never catch us up. Yeah. So you're saying we could have, we could just times it by a thousand now to make it 3,200. And that would like a thousand percent. Right. Yeah. And, and that would maybe catch us up to what we've lost based on inflation, yes. but it should be more than that anyway. Well, I mean, should is a values judgment. So, like I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, when we talk about the Packers or the Brewers, right? Are we going to put $600 million into a new stadium for them or not? I, I, however people feel about that, a common thing in pro sports is you get what you pay for. If you're not willing to spend top dollar, you're not going to get that top point point guard or pitcher or that, you know, if you want to feel a competitive team, da, da, da. Okay. Well, then in education, that has ramifications too. If you're unwilling to fund the the state education system um, at an appropriate level, that will have consequences down the road, and we're already seeing it. What kind of consequences? Now, I'm just thinking, now you just got me in a sports sure. analogy here. But first of all, I can solve the Brewers one way real quick. Okay. Take the stadium that we own as a state, whatever, the state owns it in a way, right? The Brewers don't own the stadium. The state, the Brewers lease it from the stadium. Okay. Kind of like the city owns Copeland Park. Okay. And the lo- loggers lease Copeland sure. Park from the city. But the loggers invest. The, the money, loggers the upkeep and pay all that for the upgrades. And improvements. Yeah, yeah, they improve it. So different, different okay. scenario there. But the Brewers, if you want to keep them in town, you have to, well, take the stadium that the state owns. We'll sell it to you, the Brewers. We'll sell you the stadium for a dollar. But you have to ask some conditions because they could take the stadium for a dollar and still leave, and now they have a stadium to do yeah, whatever they want, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. As long as you, and you can have the stadium, you could, but you have to stay here in the state until sure. until at least you win a World Series. Okay, that's it. You can have the stadium for a dollar. Do whatever improvements you want. It's yours. Yeah. Win a World Series and then do whatever you want. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That's, that's yeah. It. Like, because then they have the incentive to invest in the stadium yeah, to upgrade it. Which would eventually be good then. Yeah, and maybe they have more incentive to get good players to win a World Series because they want the yeah. bleep out of here, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah. like, whatever, for you know, whatever. I feel like anyone that, well, I can go anywhere in the world with my baseball team now. 
well, why would they stay in Milwaukee, right? And if the stadium uh-huh. isn't going to get upgraded, but like, it doesn't feel like a slap in the face. We're getting off track, but does it feel like a slap in the face when the state legislature and the governor says, "I'll sign any bill that gives money to the Brewers," and and you're all like, "Well, we could we could do that for education." <laughs> I mean, I, I feel yeah. like it would be pissed off a little bit about that. Well, you know, I try not to look at it as a you know me versus you kind of an issue. There is that money. That that kind of money that we're talking about, I think it was six hundred million dollars. Yeah, it is, and that was kind of a one-time deal. Um, there is that much money to to put into public education. You know, the state spent four hundred and thirty million dollars on a kind of an unaccountable voucher scheme last year, and that money could be repurposed, and they could wind down the voucher program, and then you'd have four hundred million dollars on a recurring basis, much less six hundred dollars on six hundred million dollars on a one-time basis. So that money is there. There, there also is the ability to do all of it because there there's is. four billion dollars in the in the budget, mm-hmm. and the only reason, the only thing that seems to be the talk is where can we cut taxes? Yeah, so that you'll get like seventy two dollars back <laughs> a year, right. right? And you know, big wig million dollars a year guy will get six thousand dollars back. Well, yeah, but, I mean, we talked about that the last time I yeah. was on about you know these people that are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year are getting tens of millions of dollars and. Tax rebates and stuff. Right, but they don't care because they – we can't fathom what a billion dollars is or, or yeah. $100 million. Like, there's no ability to process that. I love the, to see analogies. Like, yeah. a, you know, a million seconds is, you know, however many years oh, right. it is. But, but a billion, billion is like is, the age of the universe. Or yeah, yeah. Some, it's crazy. Or like that guy with the rice. Have yeah, seen I've seen guy? a lot of rice things. Yeah, I, one day it was all rice things. Like I saw multiple funny. social media. But I'm like, oh, enough with the rice. Like, Probably I'm your done. phone heard you. Yeah, he. Yeah, definitely. I was making rice that day. <laughs> also, minute rice. It doesn't take a minute. It takes like five minutes. It should be called five minute rice. Just saying. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break. We'll continue with John Havlicek, Central High School's uh, Spanish teacher. When we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Central High School Spanish teacher John Havlicek is in here. He's in year 27? 26? Um, Do you know? 26 in 26? lacrosse, 28 overall. 28 overall. Um, you haven't made any Spanish jokes yet. Like any, like, make make you do some, so. you know, like, dance for me, you know, like, <laughs> no. like um. I don't know how how has like this is always just a very general easy softball question, but you teaching Spanish first year very much different yeah. than, but how much of that, how much of that does is takes you having to do a thing as an educator, but now you have to get an education in terms of evolving as a Spanish oh, teacher, you know? Yeah, I would hope I I would hope I'm a better teacher than I was my first couple of years. I hope. <laughs> well, uh, I, I didn't uh, say that. <laughs> I'm certainly doing things differently. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, as things come, as things come on the scene, you kind of evaluate them and you go, yeah, I think I should add that. I think I should do more of that. I should do less of this other thing um, that maybe has run its course. 28 years. So yep. about 1996, 95. Uh, yeah. I'm just doing bad math. Here. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was, that was, that would literally be right when I got into high school and literally took say- my first my yep. first class with Professor Rowe, Professor Rowe, Professor Rowe, that's who it was. Sure. And I totally failed the first semester. <laughs> totally, just, definitely, definitely failed. But, um, but it was, it was literally like, uh, you know, learn the words, learn to write sentences, mm. 
I mean, is that still the the base? Because I remember you telling me yeah. about it. it's more like real world stuff now. You're trying to like convey, it, but that might be more advanced classes. Yeah, I mean, well, you do some of both. You know, um, you have some of the building blocks things. You know, can you do like I swim or or we have a dog or, or thing? You know, very basic stuff. And then you try to get the kids to expand so that they can then apply those things in all sorts of different different scenarios. I just never got over the fact that a chicken says "key kitty key" as opposed to "cockadoodle doodle" or a rooster. Yeah. Sure, a yeah. rooster. I'm like yeah, really, they speak Spanish down there. <laughs> it's it's like I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to go to Spain someday and figure it out and be like, no, they still say cockadoodle doo. That's what it sounds like to well, me. Well, and when you get to the more advanced stuff or more advanced classes, you can do more interesting things. You know, we're doing a unit. We just I just had my Spanish four kids, and we use in Spanish four and five, we use kind of a college textbook. Um, in fact, I've had co- former students come back from college, going, "Yep, we used the same book, yeah. just a different version," you know, and it was like sweet because they already did half the chapters. And we're starting a unit on like ecology and the environment and things like that, and it should be interesting, you know, because that's certainly a current topic. And these are juniors for the most part. Mm-hmm. So they're getting old enough, like mature enough, um, and they have enough background knowledge in other classes that they now have moderately well-formed opinions on things. And they have background knowledge on these things. And we can have these discussions in Spanish. So you're teaching Spanish, but you're just teaching kids to be Spanish climate activists? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, no, just, what does yeah, that mean yeah. when, you're te- when you have ecology, but it's in... Well, so, so we transition from learning to kind of, you know, quote and unquote, do Spanish yeah. to using Spanish to learn other things. Okay. So like this textbook. Well, you it, should just hook up with another teacher and be like, what's your lesson plan today? Okay, we're going to do that. <laughs> we'll do that. Well, we do collaborate. We yeah. do collaborate. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, but like, well, this book is, is, you know, kind of back to the school budget thing. These are old books. Um, but they they talk about real studies that are performed by real scientists, in this case, in, at real universities. Yeah. And then there will be an excerpt, and we can talk about it. And I'll tell the kids, like, yeah, if you want to go read this, you can. It's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it says so-and-so from the University of Melbourne, Australia, that's a real person who did this work, and we're just tapping into it. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because the – the topics are, I think, more um, inherently interesting to kids. Yeah. You it's know, like when you when you learn the piano, and I only took it like three times, I can still play like, oh, when the Saints go. <laughs> like when I'm nervous, I play it on my fingers. Like, okay. I can do it right now. Yeah, um, quite the keyboard in front But of it's boring, right? Yeah. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Right. Um, so then when you get more advanced, then you can learn some cooler songs. So that's what yeah. you're saying kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's like, very. Learn. That's a really good analogy. Except for kids that don't want to. <laughs> That don't want to be. I'm not interested in ecology. So can yeah. we do something else? Well, yeah, and there's there's a little bit of good with bad. You know, some kids are more interested in this. Um, at some point in the next two years, because we use the same book for two years, we'll do a, a unit on human rights. And I usually, if I have kids in an election year, which next year will be an election year, that's a great one to talk about human rights because we talk about voting. We mm-hmm. talk about do you know the candidate that you like. What do they say about these different things? What constitutes a human right versus what does not? And it's, and I tell the kids, we actually talked today. I'm like, this is not about politics, like Democrat, Republican, independent, green party, libertarian. It's not, it's about public life. 
And you are welcome to agree with me or disagree with me. You are welcome to agree and disagree with other students. The only thing you can't do, you can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to respectfully disagree because I think this is more important. You can't say it like that. You have to do that in Spanish. What are <laughs> yeah, you talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. Con todo respeto. But what you can't do is say, I disagree and I think you're an idiot. And the kids all kind of laugh. And I'm like, so, you know, whether or not you agree with me, that's, that's never the issue. It, it never even comes up. Well, part of the process is like have that, but like you're that that's a conversation that would happen anywhere. Yeah. But you're doing it in Spanish because you're trying to do exactly. the real world. Um when you're gone, when you're sick for the day, do you put like Star Wars on, but it's a, you put the <laughs> like put it in Spanish? No, we usually have, you know, so it's hard because it's hard to find a sub, a Spanish speaking sub. Um but no, generally um like my juniors and seniors, they understand. And these are mature kids, so um, I can leave more or less a regular unit and say, I need you to read this, I need you to look at this, and I need you to do this. So you and make them do work when you're gone. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Okay. And honestly, like my upper-level kids, sometimes if I have Spanish 5 and Spanish like 1 or 2, and if I, if I know I have a kid in there who's considering going into, t- into teaching – I will tell that kid, hey, I got Spanish 2, let's say third hour. What do you have third hour? Oh, I've got a study hall, profe. Okay. Would you like to kind of go in there and make sure that the sub understands what the instructions are? Oh, right. And so I've had kids that are so, like, oh, So yeah. you're doing child labor. That's what <laughs> I hear right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, your... the kids love doing it. Yeah, that's Because cool. they're like, I get to be kind of the boss for a while. Yeah, right. And the kids like it. And and some of those kids then go into teaching, which is kind of ironic. If you were to just pick a movie – is there a good movie? Like, this is a good Spanish movie. I don't even... That would be, like, pop culture-y or, like, popular. Oh, I don't even know. Um, or is there a good movie that you could put the subtitles on? Not subtitles. Uh, yeah, You captions. could dub it Spanish, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, Spanish subtitles. Yeah. English subtitles. No, not even. Like, they just switched the language to Spanish. Oh, dubbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have too much of that. You ever look? Because you'd be surprised um, how, many, yeah. how many movies are just switch. You could switch it. Yeah, they do. Um, I do have some that are subtitles. We don't watch an awful lot of feature-length films because there are copyright laws. Oh, okay. That, oh, really? that come into play there. Um, but some of the stuff the school district has, um, the school district licenses. I suppose um, you only get like 40 minutes, too. So it's not like yeah, you're, yeah. you're not watching a whole movie anyway. Right, right. So, But we do have some things that are like specific um, documentaries. That are geared for the classroom, and then the, you, when you purchase those, mm-hmm. you know they tend to be more expensive than you know me buying a movie at, at Target well, or something. You throwing Disney on, you know, just yeah, logging less, into your Disney less. account at school. Um, and so, but some of them, like we deal with one that talks about migrant workers. We have another one that talks about water rights um, throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another one that talks about um, Cesar Chavez. Uh, we have some of those types of things. Did you hear our conversation yesterday with the mayor? He's on the uh, Mississippi River Compact. Okay. Uh, towns and cities. Oh, initiative. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, big, the big thing with them is uh, piping water yeah. from the Mississippi River to essentially Arizona because they're yeah. you know, talking about like water. We're, all, we're on the cusp of water worlds or water, well, water world. No, not that movie. Uh, water Wars. Yeah, we're well, I mean, you think it. about it. The Mississippi, wasn't it just within the last two months that there was a saltwater incursion? Yeah, New Orleans can't have fresh, it can't get fresh water now because yep. cause the, yep. the way the ocean's heating up and it's moving yep. up the Mississippi River. Cool. And I don't know, this is a, not to go too, did you hear about that thing about that? There were these sharks in Australia. 
This is a weird thing. I don't know if I heard that one. Like, like, let's just say 15 to 20 years ago, there was a huge storm. And there's a golf course that's very near an estuary, I think is the word. Okay. And these sharks are able to live in very low saline environment. Okay. Huge storm, flooding. They actually ended up in a lake on a golf course. <laughs> okay. And they've been living in the lake for 15 years. This is like Happy Gilmore only with sharks. It's like some weird shark <laughs> NATO thing, but it's true. But that's years ago, so that's not Yeah. No, 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 but just think about it. So do that, but in Spanish. This would be a great <laughs> thing to do in your <laughs> yeah. class. All right, we're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll be back with Lacrosse Central High School Spanish teacher John Havlicek. We're going to talk about these uh, legislative bills that the Wisconsin Education Association Council is proposing the state pass. <laughs> So it's not a water hazard though. It's okay. definitely a lake. Okay. Because look how big the water is there. Okay. We're looking at the we're looking at video of sharks in a bordering <laughs> lake on a golf course in Australia. Twelve six to twelve bull sharks. Um Yeah, that's interesting. You know, you're gonna play you're gonna play it off the uh edge of the lake there. <laughs> right. No. Right. I, I mean, we're already cut. in Australia though, so you're already like conscious of the gators coming to to murder yeah, you if you're playing. Golf yeah, this there. is just crazy. Uh, anyway, it's all it's fine. Everything's fine. World's not ending. It's fine. No, it's not Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> There's four or five of those movies. Oh, really? Them, I think. There's, yeah. If you, you look it up, you'd be flabbergasted how many Sharknado movies there are. Um, all right, let's get to these. Uh, I, yeah. I started the show with this. I read all these bills, and then we get to talking about sharks in Australia, golf course, well, lake water. Um, so the Wisconsin Education. Uh, Association Council, WEAC. Are you part of that? Well, like, what is yes. that? Yes. That is, is the that State like Teachers Union. Oh, it is. Edu- okay. Educators Union. Okay, because your your thing is called the Wisconsin Education... Association Council. Oh, it is. No, yeah, what's I'm a your, member of we, What's Oh, lacrosse? Yeah. Lacrosse Education Association. Yeah, okay. That's right. our local. Okay, so it's Jesse's just a subsidiary president. of that or something? Yeah. Like that. Okay, that makes sense. Um, All right, so, I mean, three years ago, I didn't know there was a teacher's union president. You know, like, I thought I saw a story in The Independent, I think. Oh, okay. The defunct Independent. And I'm like, oh, I could have that guy on my show. (laughs) This would be great. Um, And then that was you. Um, All right, so there's like eight of these, eight or nine of these, eight of these things. So they're lobbying the legislature to pass some of this stuff. Which one of these do you think is the, I don't know if you know them off the top of your head or if you can even see them from there. There we go. Now I can see them. Um, I mean, um, you've lobbied. I mean, you've you've yeah. taken your time to public comment for some of this stuff in front yes. of the school board. Yeah, I mean, like in lacrosse, like we get we get we have prep time allotted, um, so that's less of an issue. So let's just um, say like this, okay? I have a yeah. I have a friend, and she's got a one year old and a five year old. Okay, so like not quite to school yet, but right. like you know, and she's like, yeah, the we're thinking about. Might be. We're thinking about moving to a better dis- school district, like moving out of the state okay. because Wisconsin, you know, whatever you want to. But like when you're when you're trying to pick a school district, I mean, it's stuff like this, like, hey, lacrosse's school district pays teachers for their prep time. Yeah. Therefore, better teachers are going to come here. Like you're, yeah. you're going to get a bigger pool of candidates to come here. Yeah. I mean, is that the stuff that you guys got to fight for all the time? Do you look at other school districts and go? Oh, they're doing this thing over here. Yeah. 
And therefore, we need to, you know, like raise the bar so that we raise the bar with the the applicants we get. And then therefore, you have more teachers to choose from. Yeah, there's certainly some of that. You know, I mean, we've been very fortunate to have a good relationship with the school district administration and the school board. So we still have uh, just cause, for example, you know, due process. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't be just fired capriciously. Um, We still have seniority. Um, So I don't get more likely to be fired the longer I work here. You know what I mean? So those are huge things that help draw candidates to lacrosse. Um, the hard part is you're teaching candidates. Okay. Stop me. This is a thing yeah. I thought about on my way over here. Cause sure. I'm just thinking of my, when I'm a naive high schooler and we make fun <laughs> of Mrs. Authier because she comes to school with a, literally a spaghetti stain shirt and she'll wear it once a week. Okay. And you just think of it. You, and that's just me as a eight, 16, 17 year old. So it's, it could be room. Yeah. I don't know. It just I feel like I remember the shirt, but when when you talk about like oh those teachers you know it's harder to fire them, but what what happens when a teacher you've been around a long time, John? Yes, sir. at some point you're going to get lazy, senile. Uh, maybe you won't do your job as enthusiastically. I mean, what's where where does that come into play? Like, okay, well you need to retire. Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, it's like a, it's great. It's a great benefit to have. And, yeah, but I mean, then, it's a false know, premise, but it's. Okay, but, so, that's fine. I just want so, someone no, to explain no, it because so that's the argument that, here. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a, just a wildly oversimplified argument. Is the is the issue? And that's politics. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So in the end, teachers can't be fired capriciously, but no one should be fired capriciously. You know what I mean? And so, can a teacher who has just cause be fired? Absolutely. If you're not doing your job, I don't want you in the classroom next to me either. Yeah. Right. So, so, and I'm sure Jesse would, would address this very well is that we don't, we don't want folks that are not doing their job any more than anybody else does. It's one of them. It's not even not doing your job. It's just kind of like skating by, right? Like the status quo or like, I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line there because if you're doing the status quo, well then you're, that's a status quo. Like what more do I always have to go above and beyond, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. Right. And you know, so I would just say that most folks that the teachers that I know, the teachers that I talk to regularly have are fairly active group, like just personality wise. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about myself losing my enthusiasm for this right. or like that. Well, you guys are all kind a, of weirdos in that way. There's too. a little bit of that. There is. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that. Most folks, what ends up happening is teachers self-select out. Because if if you find that this just isn't for you and you really just want to kind of skate by, the, most of those folks leave within the first five years. Mm-hmm. Because the job is oh, too sure. okay. stressful to continue doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So most of those folks self-select out. Okay. All right. Let's get to some of these. I, I just yeah. I like to take the very dumbed down arguments about stuff like that. And it's a little political. I don't know if it's politics, but it's, well, like it's inner, public life. Yeah. Um, okay. Set a minimum, set a minimum wage for teacher pay that's tied to legislators own pay. So this one's funny and it's a great first one. Yeah. Legislators get paid crap, but they get paid uh, better than you. I think they get paid like 52 grand. I think, yeah, I think the, the legislature starts at low fifties. Yeah. So that's certainly above our starting pay. Okay. And then the per diem, I mean, I'm not criticizing. I'm simply saying that when they talk about per diem and housing and maybe mileage, yeah. that might be another ten or fifteen thousand a year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I think that one is unlikely, but it it, it certainly proves a point. 
when you give this to the legislature, legislature probably yeah. don't put that one at the top. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's at the top of this one. Uh, hourly wage for student teachers. That one's easy. Um, well, well, that one's actually really hard. I mean, is it really? My, my well, nephew is going to be a student teacher no, in a couple I mean, of months. I think, I think teachers would be right on board with it. The hard part is, and, and this is in other fields too, and maybe this was you. Did you ever work an unpaid internship, which is code for free labor? Yeah, for sure. I for mean, somebody I haven't, who but could I know, afford I to pay you. Yeah. So then the, the problem with a student teacher is that I'm, like if I have a student teacher, I'm in the classroom too. We're kind of co-teaching for a, a semester. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's so much work. It is a full-time job for the student teacher. Yeah. To then say, oh, by the way, if you want to pay, buy groceries and pay rent, college student, you need to go work some other almost full-time job. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and this happens in other industries, too. You know, I mean, uh, my girlfriend's oldest kid was a physician's assistant. He had, like, a year of clinical placements, none of which were paid. Well, those hospitals don't have any money. Yeah. They can't be paid. <laughs> right. right. There's no money to be All paid right. in healthcare. Establish a non-voting seat for an educator on school boards. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to you going to a public comment, now you have, like, you yeah. have representation as part Well, and being able to participate. Okay. You know, I, I think that's a much higher level. And Can a, can a teacher can, be on a school board? Um, like, I could be on a school board for a different school district if I lived in that district. Oh, so you can't be on your own school no, board? No, because the idea would be that I can't be my own boss. I can't be negotiating yeah, on both that makes sides sense, of it. a little bit. But then you, you should be able to be there without being able to vote on stuff. Yeah, at least certainly not voting on, like, salary or things of that nature, absolutely, because we're the ones who are in there every couldn't day. It be, couldn't the teachers have, like, an unofficial, like, unschool board this is who you go to as a spokesperson when the school yeah, board has questions. Yeah, and, and well, in lacrosse, probably... we kind of have that. We have joint leadership. Yeah, and you know, I'm not on that, but but Jesse and the other LEA leadership sit with district leadership. School board members come to those sometimes, and that's a very good vehicle for that. Give give bonuses to teachers who stay in the same district. So this is like an MBA salary. There's a retention your, bonus. Yeah, like you get a if you stay here for five years, an extra three thousand a year, or is it a bonus? Well, like a, I mean, it says there. I, I think it's. I think it's a bonus, um, and I think you yeah, know, bonus you, where you really hear about these is you hear about these with executives. You know, we paid this executive seventy-three million last year in stock options, one dollar in salary, so that they can avoid taxes, and then we gave them a retention bonus. You know, the Home Depot guy. This is probably fifteen years ago. They lost market share. Well, and then and if still you got get a retention a, bonus, and then if you you know as a teacher get your sexual misconduct thing and you get kicked out of the school. Do you get a golden parachute, or how does that work? <laughs> okay, so I will again deny your false premise. <laughs> uh, but no, teachers you, no don't golden, get golden parachutes. No golden parachutes. Regardless um, of the um, nature of the... <laughs> pay teachers for their prep time, like preparing lessons and grading. Yeah, we had kind of uh, talked about that. Pay teachers for their time spent on non-classroom activities, like supervising lunch. That seems... We weird. have a... We you have told me this the other day, because I asked you to come on, and you go, I can't, i got to go to the volleyball game. So you should get paid for that? You I did. got a you got a I chaperone did. the volleyball game. Uh, yes, and and I got a supervisory rate of like fifteen bucks. Okay, so the school district here is doing that. Yes, in a way, and some do and some don't. Let's say fifteen years ago, I think most did. You know, because you you want some adults who know the kids, who know how to work with kids, who know how to work. You know, doing some of those things. Do but guys, as they do, when you when you get applicants, do you, is this part of the job description? Like, by the way, you will get paid for your time as the uh, volleyball chaperone. I, you know, you know I don't I mean? know. I don't know if the district <laughs> really says that to applicants or not. I, I don't know. All right. And this is the last one. we got a minute. 
give, right. and I, I don't want to get into the grant program. Yeah. Uh, give teachers the same health insurance received by the Wisconsin legislators. I would actually change that. I would say give everyone the same health insurance uh, created by the Wisconsin legislature, received by the teachers, Wisconsin legislators. Health insurance kind of suck. Um, you know, it's getting more expensive every year, and the coverage is getting less. Okay. But it's all worked into your salary, but your salary is in total compensation. The, yeah. the, the salary floats to what money you get back yeah. versus how much money goes you know, in your paycheck. So if you're if you're saying that we should have single payer, if that's what you're saying based on the premise, um, then I agree with you. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we don't quite know what legislators have for health insurance. Like there's, I feel like they because they're never just come clean with it. You can't oh, true, find a story. Not, no, no, no. You can't find the bullet points. No, because it's like they have to go through Obamacare too. But it, then it's like, well, they get the top plan, and also it's some of it's subsidized through taxpayer funds. And, uh, anyway, we don't have time to get into it. We'll do that next time. That's John Havlicek, Central High School. Thanks for having me. Spanish teacher. Thanks, everybody, for listening.